0: Welcome to this week's episode of Lazy Boy Coaches. I'm Scott. I'm Alan. What a weekend of football, man.
1: Right? Uh, not like a lot of people was thinking. I know Vegas was off on quite a bit of the games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I We picked quite a few of them correct. Um, I know some of them we said that we thought it would go one way, but we wouldn't be surprised if it went another. And, well, it went the other. Um First game of the week was the Colts at the Bills, yeah, and, and it was a damn good game. Yeah, I get started off,
1: and I was like, oh, look at that, the, the Bills got it, you know, like, Colts weren't really doing nothing at the very start of that game, and then here comes the fourth quarter, and I'm like, holy crap, we have ourselves a football
0: game. Yeah, definitely not the uh, playoff slash fourth quarter Philip Rivers were used to. No. I mean, as a lifelong Chargers fan, I've seen lots of times. But he, he played real well. Um, Josh Allen played damn good.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he's just solidifying himself as a top five quarterback. Oh, absolutely. And, and I don't mean just like this season, but I mean, he's going to be one of those guys that we're con- consistently talking about, you know. It's like he's going to come in, he's like, you know what, I'm just going to take Matt Ryan's place in the top quarterbacks.
0: Right. A- AFC is definitely the uh, division of the young quarterbacks. NFC is all the old guys. Yeah, I got some some numbers for you here in a little bit. But we got, got a couple of young guys over on the NFC side, but
1: not not we're not talking like barely able to drink alcohol though.
0: Um, but yeah, twenty seven twenty four Colts uh, lost. They just couldn't couldn't finish it off. You know, another big day from Stephon Diggs, six, six catches, 128 yards. And he's
1: really the one that put the knife in the game, too. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just, it was damn good. Um, you know, this is the first Bills playoff victory in a quarter of a century. 95, right? 94. 94? 94. I mean, well, it might have been 95. Oh, I know. That's still Jim Kelly, Dom Beebe, Thurman Thomas. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, But, no, it was a a hell of a game. And, you you know, you have to question now, do you think Phillip Rivers comes back or do you think he hangs it up? And, see, I I don't know. I mean, I don't even think he knows right now.
1: Um, You know he would love to come back and try to get a little bit further into the playoffs again. But at the same time, you know, he's getting old. His body's been beat up. It's just, does he have it in him again? For, you know, possibly 20 weeks of just getting his ass kicked every day.
0: And, I mean, he's shown that they have a team that can take him to the playoffs.
1: Right, but that's still different. You know, he's still coming out. He's still taking those hits. They're still piling up. Um, It's not that if he has, like, the skill or the ability
0: to. I mean, it's there. It's just how much more can his body take? I mean, he... He he might need to play another year. He's got eighty seven kids to support. Right. But <laughs> you know, and you know what causes that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine. Right. <laughs> but uh
1: in San Diego he he was getting sacked a lot. I mean, you know, twenty four times in a season was nothing for Philip Rivers. So it's just it's just gonna see what, what
0: can his body take. Yeah. Um I don't know. I'd like to see him come back. Well, I'd love to see him come back one more time. This was
1: his first year for the Colts, and he they went to the playoffs, you know now he's got that that feel for the team. they've got the chemistry. and he's
0: got one year left on his deal. Why not finish it out? You know maybe they draft a guy and you be the transition guy and you know mentor him up. but you know he also said that he's looking forward to coaching high school football, so right. And, yeah, like I said, it's just at that age, it's all about the body. It's no longer his choice. Yeah. Uh, the next game, we called. Um, Rams at the Seahawks. And the Rams beat them by 10. Yeah. I'm. That, like, once again, that Seattle offense just couldn't get going. Yeah, it was... For, for all the weapons that they have, the the two stud receivers that they have, they just couldn't get going. You know, like, we in the beginning of the season, not even in the beginning of the season, but halfway through the season, you
1: know, we're saying... Oh look at this. Russell Wilson get shafted out of another MVP. No, he
0: gave it away. Right. Right. He I don't want to say he played poorly, but oh, down that stretch, 11 of played... 27 for 174 yards. That's not MVP worthy. No. I mean, granted it's... the Rams defense is the number 1 defense in the league, but you know, if you're trying to run for an MVP, you need to play better than that. Yeah. I
1: just... And honestly, if you're going to play in the NFL, you got to play better than what he played.
0: Yeah. And His
1: interceptions in the last you know stretch of the season was horrible.
0: Yeah, and um, the Rams rolled out John Wolford again to start the game. And he was doing fairly well. He looked pretty good. But then he, he took a shoulder to the head you know, pinch something in his neck. It wasn't a dirty hit. I mean, yeah, it was to his head, but he was a runner. He, he was going head first. It was a shoulder to the head. I mean, it was just an inadvertent, you know, it's not like he was targeting him, nothing, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, not every headshot shot is, is a penalty or, you know, malice. I mean, sometimes it just happens.
0: Right. Um, so they had, to, they had to bring out Jared Goff, who, you know, had just gotten surgery on his hand the week before. They weren't sure if he was going to be able to go. But he came out and, you know, was serviceable. Guts. Because, you know, every time he threw that ball, that
1: was horrible pain.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. When you got three pins in your finger. Your thumb? Yeah. On your throwing hand? Yeah. But he came out, you know, 9 of 19, 155 and a touchdown. Uh, Cam Akers, what was the story of this game? They They really leaned on him. 28 carries, 131 yards. You know, they knew that they had to lean on the running game and their defense. You know, they, they knew Jared Goff wasn't in a position to carry the team today, but he didn't need to. No. And the impressive thing with the running back, you
1: know, is it's not he busted off like three long runs in the game, and that's what how he got these big numbers like we usually see, you know, most of the time you see that kind of number. They have a 50-yard run in there. No, this dude was nickel and diamond it all night long.
0: Yeah, the, the, absolutely, though, the story was that Rams defense. I mean, you, you look at, at Seattle's receivers, D.K. Metcalf was limited to, to, to five catches, uh, 96 yards. His longest was a scramble drill that he caught for 51 yards. So you figure four catches for 45 yards. Yeah, that's a good
1: day for whoever's covering them, you know.
0: Well and you figure they probably had Jalen Ramsey on him the majority of the time. Probably. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett, two catches. You know, they, they did what they needed to do to lock down those receivers, and now they they go to Green Bay. And you know, I'll talk about it will talk about it a little bit later. I got some stats on, on Aaron Rodgers against top defenses. But uh, yeah the Rams are in a pretty good position right now. Um, both of those games were were on Saturday. Um, we had because we had three games, both on three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Um, the last game on Saturday was Tampa Bay at Washington, and it went the way that everybody thought it was going to. You know, we we all knew Tampa Bay was going to win this game, but you know the story of the game has to be uh, Taylor Henneke. He he came out and made a name for himself. He looked really good, you know. And they they basically plucked him off the street. He was studying for his finals because he went back to college, and they basically plucked him off the streets. And he came out and looked really really good. Yeah, and I mean, like the most
1: impressive thing about this is, you know, he didn't have much time to study. Right. You know, to get into it, he's in the playoff, the wild card playoffs for his very first game. Like that's where he starts the pressure on that knowing that if i lose my very first game the season's over right against you know the greatest quarterback who ever played right and
0: Tampa Bay's defense is no joke either right i mean that's a good defense and he went in there and he looked, still threw for over 300 yards yeah. you know added 46 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown he looked good he was poised you know he for for just walking in off the street he did damn good and it will be a damn shame if he's not a backup on somebody's roster next year I don't see why they want to keep him in Washington. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm saying if they don't keep him in Washington, he should absolutely be on somebody's roster.
1: Oh, yeah. And this would be the time that, you know, Denver could lick their lips on this one.
0: Right. Uh, I mean, I know it's it's a small sample size. That's why I'm saying a a backup. You know, get him some more reps. Get him, you know, more into the fold of, of the game plan and everything. But... At least see what his skills I have to offer, you Right. Know? From from what we saw, he looked really good, and I would absolutely put it yeah, in back. And he's mobile too, right? Um, you know, again, there there was no Rojo for for Tampa Bay. Uh, he's still nursing, I think, a hamstring. So they rolled out Leonard Fournette. He had a, a pretty good game: uh, nineteen carries, ninety-three yards, and a touchdown. Good, good enough. Uh, Tom Brady at, at his age, still getting it done. I mean. 381 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I just want to
1: point out, at the beginning of the season, the question was, was New England Tom Brady or was New England Bill Belichick? And I think our question got answered. Bill Belichick's sitting at home studying the playbook. Tom Brady's still in the playoffs. Uh, to, to a certain extent. Um... And this isn't a system that, you know, this isn't a Belichick Belichick's system for Brady, so
0: the system quarterback is kind of thrown out the window as well. To a certain extent, but you got to look at the fact that—and understand that I I dislike New England as much as anybody, but— No,
1: you don't. You you hate Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and Robert Kraft and what they've created. Right.
0: But you got to look at—he was missing—they were missing a lot of guys. A lot of guys opted out because of the COVID. It was just— He still signed Cam Newton— I know, and that was a bad call
1: I mean, I mean, I feel bad for Belichick he's got to live with that for the rest of his life you know it's it's like waking up with not the girl you thought you went home with the night before you know
0: right um but i, I don't I wouldn't necessarily you know start taking away you know greatest coach from from belichick
1: I'm not taking I'm not taking away greatest coach because that even with Brady, he still put the game plan together, and he still they still did that. But I don't think Tom
0: Brady shined as bright as he did because of Bill Belichick. I I, I don't know, and I think it was just a combination of both. I mean, down here, down in Tampa, he's got markedly better weapons, so yeah, that I mean,
1: definitely helps him. Yeah, when you walk into a receiving core like they have and what they added to it, I mean.
0: It's kind of hard to suck, right? When you got you know Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin and yeah and Antonio Brown and then you bring in Gronk and Brown had a huge game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, he's looking like the Brown of the old, but every time he's came back from a suspension or something, he's always came back and had really good games. He did it in New England, you know. Mike Evans six catches, one hundred nineteen yards. Antonio Brown only had one big catch, and that was for the touchdown. Uh, Because he only had two catches for 49 yards. Did Mike Evans get banged up in this game? No, that was last week. Oh, yeah. That's when he got hit in the knee by Tom Brady. He he hyperextended his knee. Um, But it was just a a really good, efficient game from Tampa Bay. Like I said, it went the way everybody thought it was going to. But keep an eye on on Taylor Henneke. Yeah, Washington should not be holding their head down on this game. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, Then we moved into Sunday, and... We had Baltimore at Tennessee, and you and I both, I think, went Tennessee because of Derrick Henry. Right. And Baltimore shut him down. Yeah, he made me eat my words. Yeah. Yeah, Baltimore absolutely shut him down. But in all honesty, Lamar Jackson had an unreal game.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just ridiculous what that guy was able to do.
0: Finally got got the monkey off his back of not being able to win a playoff game. Granted, it's only he was only 0-2, you know, but, you, you know, people like to sling those th- things around. Oh, yeah, whenever they're talking about a young quarterback, they will find
1: any stat they can to bring him down. <laughs> Just like they find any record there is out there to give it to somebody.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, most completions in the fourth quarter between minutes four and five. Yeah.
1: Or, like, that was the most passing yards
0: while trailing by 48. Yeah, um, yeah. But they, they they held Derrick Henry eighteen carries, forty yards. You know, two point two yards per carry from Derrick Henry.
1: And you know the way they got to be feeling. You just took a two thousand yard rusher, and you made him non existent. And it's not for the Tennessee Titans'
0: lack of try; they were giving him the ball. And you know Tennessee jumped out to an early thirteen. Or, I'm sorry, ten nothing lead. Um. Because, you know, Lamar threw a horrible pick. And everybody thought, well, here we go again. You know, Lamar folding in the playoffs. And a- after those 10 points, that Baltimore defense just locked him down. And it was, you know, Lamar Jackson had 16 carries, 136 yards. It was He looked good. And, you know, he, he has to go up to, to Buffalo this next week. And he's concerned. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say concerned, but he's. It, it's predicted to snow. It's currently a forty percent chance to snow, and he has never, in his entire football career, played in the snow. Ever. Yeah. Uh, I just. I, I don't like their chances. I mean, against Buffalo. Um. It was a big day against Hollywood for for Hollywood Brown. Seven catches, one hundred nine yards. Um, you know, no passing touchdowns for Lamar, but you know, they, they got it down on the ground. It wasn't, there was a lot of yards, just not a lot of scoring. Right. And I think that's going to hurt them up in Buffalo. You're yeah. going to have to put up points. Yeah. When you get that in red zone, I mean,
1: Buffalo is going to walk away with at least three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get more into that, uh, Baltimore Buffalo game here. A, a little bit, bit. Um, the second game on Sunday was the Bears and the Saints oh horrible horrible performance by the Bears I um, mean do we even want to say it was a game <laughs> it was a scrimmage for the Saints
1: yeah and I mean I know the Saints only scored 21 but they weren't trying
0: and a NFL rule just may have cost a lot of people some money Because, at the the very last play of the game, uh, the Bears scored a touchdown. Jimmy Graham snagged a a one yard touchdown. And that was pretty cool. It it was a one handed snag, but the the spread on this game was eleven and a half. And the fact that they weren't that because it was end of regulation and there was no chance of them winning. They. The Bears weren't weren't allowed to kick the extra point or go for two, so right, so it, it ended at twelve. But at the same time, like that last
1: touchdown was because it was the last play of the game. It was it was pretty by Jimmy Graham, you know, catch it and run into the locker room. But it should never like you can't you can't try to win by you know someone else giving you something,
0: right? Um... You know, Drew Brees has his full complement of guys back. Alvin Kamara's healthy. Michael Thomas is healthy. So, I, I think they're getting right at the right time. We'll, we'll see how far that takes them. Drew Brees had a pretty good game. Uh, 28 of 39, 265, two touchdowns. Yeah, and 39 passes, that's showing that his ribs, you know, are healed up nicely. And no sacks. That's the big one for him. No sacks. He's probably loving that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the running game was able to, to take a little bit of the load off of him. You know, Kamara, 23 carries, 99 yards. Sprinkle in a little bit of Taysom Hill, a little bit of Latavius Murray. But, you know, they, they're a very well-rounded team. And I, I see them win- getting a couple more wins in the playoffs. A couple more puts them in the Super Bowl. I said what I said. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We will. But, yeah, there wasn't much of a game there to talk about. Uh, the big, big game of the of the week, though. The big one. The Browns at the Steelers. You know, everybody says, "Whoa, well, you know, Cleveland barely beat the, the, the B squad of Pittsburgh last week. They're going to get their asses handed to them. When, you know, when Big Ben comes back and... The Steelers, in that first quarter, handed the game to the Browns. Oh, yeah. First quarter, it was over. Very first play of the game. They snap it over Big Ben's head into the end zone. Browns covered up for a touchdown. And you thought that's where it got bad. <laughs> the next drive. Interception. The next drive. An interception. Yeah. <laughs> the Browns scored 28 points in the first quarter. The most... First quarter points ever scored in the playoffs. Yeah, the only thing sad about that is the
1: we had 48 points overall. Right. It, it was a damn good game. I mean, it was. Uh, Big Ben. I mean, he, he just lit up the the you know the whole place.
0: Yeah. Granted, he threw for 500 yards, but he had four interceptions. Uh, he also had four touchdowns, but you don't want your What is he? Forty, late thirties, early forties. Quarterback throwing the ball sixty eight times. Thirty eight. You don't want your old man quarterback throwing the ball sixty eight times. Where is your running game? Well, as you can see, it was not there. The key to the playoffs is a consistent running game.
1: Yeah, and I would say though it was so sad at the end of the game watching Big Ben just sitting on the bench with his helmet on. He was
0: crying. Literally
1: crying. Uh, I mean, and for him, is he coming back next year? Right. You know, this could have been his last game. And this is how it went out. Like, him costing his team the game.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, I, I watched stuff all week long, read stuff all week long. I'm not the only one saying that maybe it's time for the Steelers to move on from Big Ben. It's time for them to rebuild their offense. You know, and, I mean that like, kind of like Mike Tomlin said, you know,
1: uh, the whole thing about Big Ben is if he wants to come back or not. And I understand. Well, and he's earned that. He's absolutely earned that. Right. And like in this time, at this point, I think they need a plan moving on and they need to take a quarterback. You do not want Rudolph as your full-time starting quarterback in Pittsburgh.
0: No. You don't
1: want Maddox there either. No. You need to get a quarterback, let him work under Big Ben. Rookie quarterbacks always work better when they have a year or two to, before they transition into a starter. Do that. Take that guy out of, of North Dakota State. Let Trey big, Lance. Let Big Ben work with him, and you're going to have yourself a good quarterback.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of good, Baker Mayfield.
1: You know, I think he exceeded good this year. He was a good quarterback last year.
0: What he did this year was <laughs> secure a paycheck. Now... Going into the off season, it's time for him to get paid, and Cleveland can't just say, "Oh, well, you won our first playoff game since, you know, Bill Belichick was our head coach." What was it, 2004 or something like that? No, they made the playoffs. Their last playoff oh, win yeah. was—I don't remember what year. Bill Belichick was still their court, their coach. Yeah, that was a while. I mean, that's a long but while ago. Going into the off season, Cleveland can't say, "Oh, well, you did this for us. We're just going to move on from you. We're not going to pay you." He secured himself a paycheck, and I
1: want to be—I be completely against you know Cleveland being like, you know what, we're gonna do We're gonna fran- franchise tag you. Yeah. Let's see what year you got. Give us the year to talk about this contract, and let's go from there. But right now, you're gonna be paid, you know, top ten quarter or top five quarterback in the NFL.
0: Then I don't necessarily know if I'd go top five. Um, he definitely is going to get a paycheck, a big paycheck. But if you franchise tag him, that's what, it's the average of the top five? Well, yes. Yeah. But I'm I'm talking about getting him a long-term deal. Right. Um, You know, they got the run game locked up. They got Chubb and Hunt. Um, They got Jarvis Landry sitting there. They can pick up a a receiver or two in the the draft. And I think they'll be sitting pretty because they got their defense set.
1: Do you think they'll keep both Chubb and Hunt, though? Um, Because Hunt's going to want paid more than what he's getting paid now because he's no longer coming off a of free agency because he got kicked off of a team. Right. He's going to want a paycheck. Right. And Chubb earned a paycheck. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, when you're looking at, you know, Mayfield's wanting paid, Chubb's wanting paid, now you're
0: going to have Hunt wanting paid. They can't keep all three. Yeah, no, I I, I could see him trading Hunt. I mean, because Chubb is clearly their guy.
1: Yeah, and should be. Younger, better.
0: Um, but Chubb and Baker will definitely get paid. You know, considering the guys they're paying on defense, they're going to have to cut somebody. You know, so I, I see that somebody being Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, the Browns go to Kansas City and...
1: Kareem Hunt returns back to home.
0: Right, and he already said that, that this one's personal. But... I, You can say that it's personal, but... What did you expect Kansas City to do?
1: You were recorded beating the crap out of someone. Right. Right after like two other players got done getting busted for beating the crap out of someone. Right. I mean,
0: Kansas City's hands
1: were pretty much tied.
0: Yeah, they had no
1: choice. And but. they're not going to keep him on the roster when he wasn't able to play, and they didn't know if he was ever coming back. Right. So Kansas City did the right thing. Let him come back. Yeah. Guess what? You're not going to see Tyreek Hill because he's going to be running by your team all night long. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll see. Um. So we got a couple of good games coming up this week. Um, first, first off, we got the Rams and the Packers. And well, and b- before we get into that, like like we were talking about earlier with um the the afc being the the division of of the young guys right baker mayfield is now the oldest quarterback in the afc that's still playing average age of quarterbacks that are still left for the afc average age is 24 years old three of the quarterbacks came out of the same draft class in 2017 yeah. For the NFC average age, thirty-seven years old.
1: <laughs> we, I mean, the youngest quarterback is Goff. Yeah, of the NFC.
0: Yeah, and he's what twenty-six now, something like that. Something like that. Number so, number of games between AFC and NFC quarterbacks, right? A hundred and eighty-two for AFC, eight fifty-four for for the <laughs> NFC. So. Experience is definitely on the NFC side. 119 wins to 570 wins. 42,000 pass yards to 229,000 pass yards. <laughs> you, you, you young guys got a little bit of ways to catch up. Uh, it, it's Well, it's, yeah, they've, they have over
1: five, 600 games less than them. Of course, all their other stats are going mean, to be embarrassing
0: low right right um so to, back to the games this week the first game is going to be the rams at the packers and like i said earlier the the rams have the number one defense in the league the number one scoring defense in the league and aaron Rodgers for his career against number one defenses is zero and four I understand that. Uh, when was the last time they had a running back like Jones? Yeah, but when was the last time, you know, they had a receiver like Adams? So we're going to have all pro on all pro. You're going to put Jalen Ramsey on Adams. We're going to see how that plays out.
1: With Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback? Yeah. It works out pretty well for him.
0: We'll see. Like, I honestly believe the Super Bowl will be Kansas City versus Green Bay. No. I'm not putting number one seed against number one seed. Not a chance it's the best odds this year who's going to beat Kansas City we'll talk about that okay
1: but no this year I believe it will be number one versus number one
0: and it would be the best game we can get I don't you know, I don't I don't know um, but you know Rams Packers I don't it, it depends on how healthy Jared Goff is you know how well he can play but that defense is going to show up against Green Bay. Right.
1: But at the same time, what's the forecast in Green Bay? Uh, it's supposed to be 32 degrees. Yeah, LA doesn't see 32 very often. That's okay. I mean, it's, it'll be interesting, but I, I'm i going to go with the experience in, in Aaron Rodgers. You know, so Lambeau Field, I mean, that's always adding energy to him. But
0: there's no fans
1: it's it's still it's still the stadium the history in that stadium is unmatched pretty much anywhere else in the NFL home field advantage
0: has been severely diminished to this year
1: oh yeah the the away teams actually coming on top more than the home team has this season but i'm feeling good about green bay i don't i see you don't have a 100% quarterback on the Rams.
0: Yeah. Um, see, and, and you, you, you going back to Green Bay, you said when was the last time they had a running back like Jones? He barely broke 1,000 yards this year. Barely. Okay. So it's not like he's some monster stud.
1: No, but he's, anytime he, you go over 1,000 yards, that's, that's the milestone for the running back. And he did that. He he really he, he, he takes pressure
0: off of Aaron Rodgers in the past game. I understand that, but I think I'm gonna take Green Bay, but it's gonna be a lot closer than, than people think. I'm not gonna say I'm not saying it's a blowout, but I mean I I like the experience on the Green Bay side. I just it's hard to ignore history and, and the way Aaron Rodgers is against Number one defenses, but I, I think ultimately I will take Green Bay in this. Um, the second Saturday game is Baltimore at Buffalo, and I'm
1: going Buffalo on this one.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think I'm going to take Buffalo as well, and I just I. That Buffalo defense is for real, and I think they'll be able to contain Lamar Jackson.
1: Yeah, they're they they'll definitely be able to keep him in the box and make him throw. And we've all seen what happens when he's no longer able to run the football and is relying solely on throwing the ball.
0: Yeah, and you know, like we said earlier, he has never played in the snow ever. How much do you think that's going to affect him?
1: Oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect a lot because, I mean, you know, you have to find what you prefer to play in snow with. I mean, I played high school football, you know, I, I didn't wear anything. I didn't have long sleeves, I didn't have gloves, nothing like that. I tried to play with gloves once and I could not play correctly because I wasn't used to the gloves, you know. I mean, there's a lot of things as a quarterback he's going to have to try to adjust to on his first shot against defense. That's not a horrible defense by any means.
0: No, and and the big thing for Lamar is don't try and keep pace with, with Josh Allen. He's used to playing in the snow. You know, he's mobile, you know, slightly less than you, but he's still pretty damn mobile, and he has a fucking howitzer for an arm.
1: Yeah, he does. His arm is impressive.
0: Yeah, So... I'm I'm definitely going to take Buffalo. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. Um, it, see, my my thought of the scores
1: it's all going to depend on depend on Lamar Jackson. Is he going to play his game, short yardage running when he can, and just slowly driving the ball down, or is he going to try to match the 50, 60 yard passes of Josh Allen?
0: Yeah. Right. Right now it's at uh, Buffalo minus two and a half. So it's. Pretty much a pick 'em. Um, Stefan Diggs is questionable, but I don't think I don't. Think, short of like a broken ankle, you're not keeping him out of a playoff game. No. Uh, you, you can put questionable all you want, but he'll be there. Um, but right now on the season. Uh, Buffalo is scoring more per game than, than Baltimore. And they're, they're also allowing more points. But I think I think I, I, think, I, I think they're going to keep Lamar in check.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, unfortunately for the the Ravens, they don't really have a run game, so is as big of the, the turn to, you know?
0: I, I don't know. I mean, Dobbins has been blowing up
1: yeah I mean but he started out real slow which is just what Dobbins shows up um but yeah Buffalo I I think Buffalo will take this one
0: I think so as well um then on Sunday we have Cleveland at Kansas City this is your game um it, it, it's currently Kansas City minus 10. So they're not really giving the Browns much of a chance. Yeah, but what were the Browns last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Wait, no, they they were favored, weren't they? No, no, Pittsburgh was definitely favored. I'm not sure, I don't remember what the number was, uh, but...
1: Like, you can't count the Browns out. They're playing their best football at the right time of the year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: the beginning of the season when they started out slow, that does not matter. Because pretty much that season's over and they're starting a new season on fire. Yeah, and to come out and pick off Big Ben for four times and beat the Steelers your very first game that's gonna make you feel good yeah
0: um I think the 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 running game of Cleveland it will help them quite a bit um but I, I still think Kansas City is just too fast. The only way to beat Kansas City is you have to
1: score with no more time on the clock.
0: Yeah. um, And and Draper chimed in earlier. um, You know, if you listen to the show, he's been on with us before. But he chimed in earlier and he said that his upset pick of the week was Browns over Chiefs. His reasoning was the running game. Um, You know, and and I told him, I said, I I told him I didn't know how much I could trust that Browns secondary against those receivers. And his response was, Kansas City can throw all they want. If they only have six or seven possessions, they'll score 35, but they won't score enough. That's saying Cleveland gets zero stops. I can really see the first half of the Super Bowl against my Niners playing out. But the coach isn't too smart for his own good. Chubb and Hunt are going to have crazy games for themselves if that's the same K.C. defense that we've seen since the Super Bowl. So, is he talking about the number one defense in the playoffs last year? Is that the Chiefs defense he's talking about? He's talking about the Chiefs defense that let the 49ers run all over Like,
1: Like a true 49ers fan, he's taking a couple too many hits to the head, and he's not (laughs) too clear on what he's talking about. Um, Yeah, we had the number one defense in the playoffs last year. We were the Super Bowl champions, and it has nothing to do with the Kansas City coach blowing, I mean, you know, San Francisco coach blowing it in the biggest game of the year and putting it on a a mediocre quarterback shoulders to go out and win, but no. The Kansas City is not their defense that wins them games. Their defense helps, but if you're going to say that Kansas City is only going to score, you know, 35 points, no, because they can score in under a minute. You know, you see them with five minute drives because they choose for them to be five minute drives. Uh, the Browns are a great team. They're taking leaps and bounds of where they were last year. But this is where the ride ends.
0: I think so, too. I think so. Like I said, I don't know how much I can trust that Browns secondary.
1: And um, and you might want to check your stats there because there's some Kansas City Chiefs players that are going to have a target on Kareem Hunt. Oh, absolutely. You know, they felt betrayed by the guy. He let them down. And that's the team mentality. That's the team player
0: mentality. I don't know if he necessarily let him down or if they feel that way. I don't think there's necessarily going to be a target on him.
1: Oh, I, there'll be a target on him, and he—he's lucky Eric Berry's not still playing because Eric Berry would
0: have knocked his head off. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I'm—I'm I'm definitely taking Kansas City in yeah. on this one. Um, then the final game is Tampa Bay at New Orleans. And this one's going to be a good one. You know. This, this is, I, I don't want to see this game. Tampa you know, Bay, New Orleans, round three. Yeah.
1: Two best quarterbacks going at it. One of them is going to come up short this time. You know, this
0: be, this could be one of the, those quarterbacks'
1: last seasons.
0: I, I think this is definitely going to be Drew Brees' last season. I, just, I think he's ready to hang it up, especially you know, after the
1: injuries. And I know we've seen other quarterbacks with the Saints, you know, the past couple of years. But could you imagine seeing the Saints running out on week one with no breeze?
0: Oh, it's definitely going to be different. But I, 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 this is, for me, this is his last year. He's ready to hang it up. He's already got a, a broadcasting deal in place. And it's not so much he's ready to hang it up.
1: His body's ready to hang it up. Yeah. He, he was riddled with injuries last year, this year. It's just... The dude's what? 41? 40? 42. 41 or 42. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's a big difference taking hits at that, at that age compared to, you know, 25. Right.
0: Um, we'll, we'll see if Tampa gets Ronald Jones back. Um, like we said earlier, New Orleans has their full complement of guys. You know, they're rounding into... into healthy form. They're ready to go. I am I have them beating Tampa Bay. It's currently at New Orleans minus three but I think it's going to be more than that.
1: See, and I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay on this one. Uh, And mainly because of their defense. Yeah you got Alvin but
0: they got Levante David. Yeah, but that New Orleans defense ain't no slouch either. No, but they're top five defense. I'm pretty sure the Bucks are too.
1: It's just that defense is gonna be hard. is gonna be hard on Breeze. And I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game
0: at all. I'm looking for it to be let's call it thirty to twenty one. I'll go twenty fourteen. Yeah. Um I I just think the Saints have had so much heartbreak in the playoffs, you know, with the Minneapolis Miracle and the the no call against the Rams, and you know, yeah. I don't, I don't get that's one question I, I've had. Why did they take away the pass interference rule, the challenge? Because coaches were challenging it, but refs were still like, "No, we're not overturning." Because like the problem is, is they put it in because of that horrible play.
1: And then this year, there have been so many horrible pass interference calls. Horrible ones that cost one team playoff, you know, the playoff game. It's just, yeah, I, I just want to get that off my chest. But no, I'm going to pick the buck, the Bucks on this game. Uh, Tom Brady, he's playing at a level. Um,
0: yeah. So, there are currently seven NFL head coaching vacancies. Um, where do you rank, you know the the best, the best openings?
1: Um, the best job for someone to take I'm I'm probably gonna go with Jacksonville. Okay, Jacksonville, you got the number one draft pick in every single round, which means you're gonna get Trevor Lawrence. You have Cap room like none other. You can sign anybody you want. Uh, it's a lot easier to get a free agent to choose you in Jacksonville over someone like, you know, like, say, New York or somebody like that because Jacksonville, there's there's no state tax. All that money is in your pocket. Yeah. The paycheck you're taking in Jacksonville is just way bigger, and that's maybe not such a big deal for the rookie coming in. Could be, depending on what round. But it's that veteran that you want to bring in that's going to, you know, solidify either your offense or defense. Um, but they got a real... That's a real sweet job. Um, I wouldn't mind getting the the Chargers job. I mean, how awesome would it be to come in and have a quarterback like, you know, Herbert?
0: <laughs> See, and for me, the the Chargers are the number one job. Because you have a second-year quarterback that has proven he can play in, in, in the NFL. As opposed to taking Trevor Lawrence, who... He's great in college but how many great college quarterbacks have we seen that haven't translated to the NFL okay you have a defense that's ready to go you have playmakers on the outside and you still have a top 10 pick but what's their cap space like uh it's not bad because I mean I know
1: like Jacksonville they have so much money to throw wherever they want to throw it
0: oh yeah. Yeah, they they've got over $100 million in cap space. Um, does that say 20 29 million? Yeah. Projected cap for the Chargers is under the cap. We got 29.1 million in cap space. 6 million of that's going to go to your first round draft pick? No, that that's not counting the rookie reserve. Okay. They they have a a, a rookie reserve set aside for your your draft picks. That's just for guys that are already signed to the team. Um but we have two edge rushers that are, are studs. Uh you know our, our our entire defensive line is studs. I mean I don't know. For me, and it might just be me being biased, but the Chargers are, are the best job available. Um followed by uh Jacksonville because they have so much draft capital and so much cap space um they they're currently sitting at 73.2 for for cap um and they got what three first round picks yeah i mean they're going to be able to build a team a damn good team um Atlanta's not a bad spot over yeah, they're currently over the cap, but I think they'll get that figured out. Uh, they have the number four overall pick. Um, I think beneath that, I would put—I uh, want to say Houston, but man, Deshaun Watson doesn't want to stay there. You can't blame him. He knows it's not going to take him anywhere. What do you okay? What, what do you think about these trade rumors? Have you, have you heard the trade rumors for Deshaun Watson? No. They're talking about Deshaun Watson to Miami for Tua and some picks. Horrible. I mean, Houston's getting screwed in that one. Because Deshaun Watson clearly wants out. Miami is a spot he'd like to go. And I don't think that Miami's 100% sold on Tua after this year. It's $17.9 million over the cap limit, though. You're not going to be able to take that contract on of Tua's.
1: Watson's a free agent, so he's not hitting you. Tua still has three years on his rookie contract. you got to pick that whole thing up. Deshaun Watson's not a free agent. I thought this was last year. No, no they paid him. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, they paid him. Yeah, then he got hurt. I forgot. Um, J.J. Watt, we don't know if he's going to be back. Um he he's carrying a cap number of seventeen and a half. But if he walks away, you know, there's zero dead money there. Um I don't know. I I think probably I don't I don't want to necessarily necessarily say that the Jets are a bad job. Um they have two first round picks. They've got seventy million dollars in cap space. I still think that Sam Darnold is a serviceable quarterback uh, with the right coach. So I, I think probably the worst job opening, probably the Eagles. Oh, hands down the Eagles. You you have you're walking into a quarterback controversy. You're fifty one million dollars over the cap. It. it Carson yeah. Wentz wants out, but the, the the money that it'll cost you to, to get rid of him because of his stupid contract that you decided to give him, that'll kill you. You know, they're... the Eagles just have so much work to
1: do. It's not just their quarterback position that suffered. I mean, uh, the Eagles have very slowly over the past four years destroyed their team. I mean, they used to be, it wasn't that long ago they were in the Super Bowl.
0: Right. And then they come yeah. in to get rid of everybody. <laughs> 2017, there's a statue of Nick Foles and, and Doug Peterson sitting outside Eagles Stadium. 2020, neither of them are on the team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just like wow, like that Eagles. That and it's not gonna get any better because now all the, everybody wants out of there. Yeah, I
0: mean it. Yeah. Um. So it's. I don't know there there's a lot to to dig into there. Um, we had the national championship game. Did we?
1: Sort of? I, I saw a scrimmage take place. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the game to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, it I really I, I I kind of figured Alabama was gonna win. I wanted to see Ohio State at least make it a better game. I've been satisfied with Ohio
1: State making it a game.
0: Yeah, forget a better game. How about just a game? Uh, you know they got annihilated. Yeah, and it, every I mean Alabama showed why they are the number one team in the league. You know, and Devonta Smith, he's an undersized wide receiver, but damn it, is he good? It's like the the whole time I was in my group chat with, with Corey and those guys, and I'm like, does anybody want to cover this guy? Or it's not that they don't want to. They you can't right like they were just scheming him open like you tried manning up on him and he beat your man coverage you tried zoning him he was finding your holes in your zone it was just
1: it is is ridiculous like last year i was like how many you know how many crimson 타이 players can go in the first round right i think they're going to break that record this year i'm not so sure i don't sure know if they have that. so many people going out but i mean
0: you look at their their offensive weapons yeah. running back wide receiver quarterback you know it seems like ola nick saban has reached the the pinnacle of NCAA 2014 career mode where you it's no longer fun because you just win every time, so you start over with Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: definitely going to go down as one of the greatest coaches in college history, you know? Oh, he already
0: is the greatest coach in college history. I mean, look at what he's done in a short span of time. I mean...
1: Yeah. Who, who are you putting above him? I guess you really can't put anybody after the number of national championships he's had. It's seven. You yeah. know, and it's not like he wins one, then five years later. Like he wins two, and they lose one, and then they win two, and then they lose one. I mean, it's pretty much always Alabama.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... There was some big big NBA news today. Crybaby James Harden finally got his way and got traded out of Houston. Yeah. He's now joining the New Jersey Nets. And I think it's a horrible move for the the Nets. Yeah. Because they've look this look at what they've been doing this season. They've been doing really well. They've been playing really well. And now you're going to bring in a guy that wants the ball in his hands, you know, wants to play iso ball, you know, so now you got three guys in Durant, Kyrie, and and Harden who all want the ball in their hands. They all want to be
1: the guy, and we've already seen what happens with Kyrie Irving when he's on a team with another superstar. Yeah. And you know, he left Cav- he left
0: Cleveland for that same reason, he left Boston for that reason. And look at the the guys that Harden had with him in Houston. He drove all of them away. Like They didn't want to play with him after so long. Yeah. I I think it was a bad move for the Nets because I still don't think that this is going to push them over the edge for, for a title. He didn't push the Rockets over the edge. I think that they're probably going to be Eastern Conference Finals, but that's about it. Like, I like him.
1: He he's he's a good player to a point, but he's he hasn't really done anything anything spectacular outside of individual awards. You know. Yeah, he's a bad teammate. So, when you're when you're trying to build a team to make it to the finals, I I just think he's he's a wrong guy to put on the roster.
0: I I think so too. But... but I don't really care because well, the Lakers were looking good. Right. They're, they're off to their best road start in, in franchise history. They just put the beating on Houston. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just beat Oklahoma City tonight. Yeah. By 30-something, 30, 30 quite a bit. But, I, I don't know. It's a big trade just because of the names involved, but I don't think that it, it was a good move. No, I mean, not when you're trying, to, you're trying to build a team and you bring in someone like Harden. And I understand that sports are basketball especially is is a star driven sport but what do, what do you think about these stars who basically force their way out of a team or you know they they basically hold ownership hostage till they get what they want
1: yeah, see, and see i mean it kind of takes away for me because that it makes it look like that player, the weird reason he's out there is because of the, the money, you know? I just like, play where you go. Play with your team. Stop talking shit about him once you lose.
0: Yeah. Like, Giannis is like, no, I want to stay here in Milwaukee. I want to build this team. I want to make it a championship team, you know? Because he can. And you don't see that anymore. You, you get stars that are like, oh, well, the guys around me aren't good enough, so I want to trade to go play with other stars. You know, LeBron James did it going to Miami. Harden just did it. You know, it's a recurring theme, and I I, I still love the sport, but I think it takes away from the enjoyment of the sport. But I don't know. Um, the The Pelicans are looking real good with their their rebuilt offense. I think they're they'll make a little bit of noise. Um I'm still not sold on the clippers, then but every time you start
1: questioning the damn clippers, they win, yeah, it just
0: like I'm not sure about the clippers, oh, they won, okay, yeah, but who when when they play good teams they you know they they win against who they should win against um and it's not like the clippers are a bad regular
1: season team. No. I would never be afraid to see him in the playoffs
0: no no uh, Boston looks good again you know they're, they're sitting atop the Eastern Conference um, Lakers of course are, are, are sitting atop the Western Conference so uh, a lot of people
1: are saying the the Lakers should repeat
0: yeah the, the Lakers are currently seven and0 on the road. I mean that's they're, they're playing damn good ball. So we'll see about that. um I don't know. We got a lot of good stuff coming. Super Bowl will be here before you know it. The annual schroeder Super Bowl party uh oh, kind of come kind of bummed out about the pro Bowl though. oh, that it's gonna be virtual, like they're gonna do madden and stuff, yeah, and i I get it though I get it. I do, and
1: honestly, are we really missing a game like the last decade of the pro Bowl? The game has been a joke anyways. Um. so but it's still the tradition of the Pro Bowl you know
0: yeah I, I get it but I know, it does with, with everything going on it doesn't make sense oh and there's a horrible well, it's a horrible story but it's funny I can't remember
1: who the football player was but he's never been drafted he's never been picked to a Pro Bowl it's like his fourth season and that's been his dream right well this year he got
0: picked for his first Pro Bowl and they're not doing the game i i I get that, but you also have to understand you know with with the covid and with everything going on they can't they don't want to risk flying all those guys there to you know for for an, an exhibition game i mean right especially you know
1: but I wish I could remember who that player was I don't know. It's hilarious, though. His, his dream since he's gotten into the, the league is to make it to the the Pro Bowl. <laughs> his first Pro Bowl, he isn't going to play in because yeah. there's, not, there's not a Pro Bowl.
0: That's all right. but
1: Stay good. You can get chosen to another. Yeah.
0: yeah. Once all this is over, you keep keep going where you're going, and you'll make it back to another. But, uh, no, we'll, we'll be back with you guys next week with more playoffs and more basketball. So, yeah. appreciate everybody listening.
1: Yeah, tune in. Leave comments. Let us know how you're liking it. Let us know if there's something you'd like us to talk about.
0: You know. Yeah. If you want to be on, we'll have you on. Right? Yeah. We're, we're always open to having guests on and everybody voicing their opinion. I don't know about Draper again, though. <laughs> Why? Because of his horrible Kansas City take? Yes.
1: <laughs> it's still a reason. I, Draper's an awesome dude, except for when he says stuff like
0: that. <laughs> All right, guys, Uh, for, for lazy boy coaches, this is Scott. I'm Alan. And we'll catch you guys next week.